You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah. Jimmy B, as yeah, we are ready I, I know. for Cyhawk Week. And uh, though it's the most important week of the year here in the state of Iowa, it is mm-hmm. a short week because of Labor Day off yesterday. So here we go. Just four days uh, to talk about the game, Jim. And uh, certainly a different kind of day. After we didn't get the season or opener from Iowa State, we saw Iowa pull away in the second half and uh, run past Northern Illinois 33-7. to But, Jim, this is certainly a different kind of week here for Cyhawk Week. Boy, you're not kidding. Uh, this is different. I, 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 I'm trying to kind of wrap my, my arms around it just to kind of figure out where everybody is. And, you know, when you do not get a chance to really play a game, and your players and coaching staff are all excited. Everybody runs out onto the field. You run a couple of plays. You play almost five minutes, and that's it. Score a touchdown, and the next thing you know, you're done. So this is – I'm sure that the the motivation factor, just because it is the battle of the state of Iowa, I don't think that will enter into this. I think that the coaching staff, probably for Iowa State anyway – was hoping that they could have got at least a first half out of that so they had a much better idea and the players felt better about going out and hitting somebody else in a different jersey. Now, really, that's not going to take place, Trent, until Saturday afternoon in Iowa City. You know, another part of that, and Ken brought this up to me earlier today, and I think it's a really good point, is just the conditioning aspect. As you know, Jim, Yeah. The conditioning in a game as opposed to, it's not to say that guys aren't in shape, but it's just a different kind of intensity level. And you couple mm-hmm. that with the emotion that goes into it, what that anxiety before a game, whatever it may be, how that also plays into getting your legs underneath and having your lungs as you're going into the third and fourth quarter. And, and we saw Saturday with Iowa and the physicality that they play with. That could be another aspect I think that could certainly jump up here is just not having your game legs underneath you Certainly an impact for Iowa State, and and I think a negative from the Cyclone perspective. I think that's an excellent point. I I really do, because they they really, meaning Iowa State again, they didn't have that opportunity to really see what sort of condition, game condition, that they were really in. Look, Iowa, they were mediocre at best in the first half and then just dominated in the second half and and won easily going away but there still Trent were some chinks in that armor particularly in the passing game that I think the Hawks have to be concerned about but for Iowa State we just don't know because we never got a chance to really see anything other than that quick little flare pass that went 50 yards for a touchdown and that's all we got and that's not a very good thing it's certainly not a good thing for Iowa State and with the young guys right. working their way in, you know, we got to see Mike Rose open it up, but four minutes of game time does not tell you a whole lot. And it's going to be a different kind of conversation, certainly this week, than we've ever had before for the Iowa State game just because of what happened with Iowa State and the rainout cancellation on Saturday night. So, well, since we don't have a whole lot to tackle with Iowa State, Let's get into what we saw in that matchup with NIU and the Hawkeyes' victory. Three to nothing mm-hmm. at the half, Jimmy B. And it was yeah. uneven. Uh, I really thought 
you know, a lot of people were pointing to the drop passes. I think a lot of that was on Nate Stanley, though. And, and sitting in Kinnick Stadium, it's funny how different your perception can be of things. My perception okay. from what it was in the beginning to what it was when I went back and, and watched the tape. Now, it was pretty similar, but reading message boards, reading Twitter, it was a lot of people just killing the wide receivers. And I know a fan early on that could have been a 70-yard touchdown. That was a drop. But the first pass of the game out to Brandon Smith, that was Nate mm-hmm. Stanley. That, that pass wasn't even close. It was actually coming right towards me. It was a terrible throw. And there were a couple uh-huh. of times throughout the game where Stanley really struggled just with not overly difficult throws. And that was a disappointing aspect to see. But as it's a 3 to nothing, and a lot of times, Jim, you're sitting there and you can hear the murmurs, the frustrations oh, yeah. when yeah. a game like that's going that way. I never had any consternation from an Iowa perspective. I, I felt it was sloppy. But it wasn't that it was bad. And, and there is a mm-hmm. difference there. There's a difference between being sloppy and being bad. And I think it was as simple as that for Iowa. That's why you're happy to get 60 minutes of football underneath to help clean up some of that sloppiness. A, a chance to see Amani Jones. All right, he's overrunning plays. We got another guy in a senior, Jack Hockaday, that could come in and shore up that middle linebacker spot. So even at 3 to nothing at the half, I was never concerned that Iowa was going to struggle. I was very happy because it looked like my under ticket was going to cash and it did, so I was in good shape there. But, Jim, I, I looked at it. I didn't think there was anything overly concerning. Sloppiness, not bad play. I, I kind of with you on that, and to be honest with you, once I watched that first half, and despite what the score was at 3-zip and not entertaining at all, I still felt that Iowa was not going to be challenged in that game. And the reason I felt like that is because Northern Illinois couldn't do anything. And Iowa's defense was so disruptive that the uh, Huskies just could not get themselves going uh, worth a damn, to be honest with you. And and I just felt that uh, when you looked at it, even in the first half track, they, they they just couldn't they, they just couldn't get anything anything of a, a semblance of a drive. They they struggled in almost every facet of the game offensively, passing, running. Uh, I just felt Iowa's defense was pretty much in total control, and you know it continued on in the second half as well. And then Iowa's offense kind of got its legs underneath it and put points on the board. I never felt like you that the game was going to be a loss uh, for the Hawks even at halftime when it was only 3 to nothing. So you're correct. Sloppy, yes. Major concern that they were going to get beat? No. No, I wasn't. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a-, a game that will never go down. It's not going to be one that you're talking about and, and bouncing your kids on. There are a couple other topics I, I wanted to dive into Wide receivers continue to be an issue, and, and I think yes. they're fine. You know, Easley's going to be he's going to be fine. He's their slot guy. He can make a few plays there. Smith Marset certainly has speed, and he's going to make a couple of big plays this year. And with the tight ends, it's not overly daunting. With Noah Fant, who's basically a hybrid wide wide receiver, is what he is, and how good T.J. Hawkinson is on the other side. But I want to get your thoughts on Brandon Smith, Jimmy B. As I watched mm-hmm. him, and I mentioned the first play of the game, stop route. The throw was wide. He, he had a hand on it, but it was not really a catchable ball. But as you watch Brandon Smith playing, I mean, he has great size, 6'3", 219 yep. pounds, big physical body. I don't think that it's a concern of how fast he is because I think if you measured his 40 time against other wide receivers in the Big Ten, it'd be fine. 
I just don't know if he can get the separation necessary at the Big Ten level. I don't think, again, it's not a speed problem getting in and out of his breaks, getting in and out of his routes, being able to set up a defender and find that open spot. That's what I continually see with Brandon Smith is he just doesn't have that factor to him right now where he can get open. And and that's a concern. If that's the case, maybe it's time to give Cal Gronenweg a little bit more run or even look at some of the younger guys because if this continues, we saw him get playing time last year and there wasn't a whole right. lot there. We've seen him get playing time here and there's not a whole lot here. You can look at you can do it in practice, but in a game if he can't get open, he can't play the guy, Jimmy B. I'm with you on that. When I went back and looked at the tape and, and did try to uh, assess some of the wide receiver play as well, I noticed the same thing. And I'm not quite sure why he does not use his physicality. Look, you don't want to get caught extending your arms and pushing off. But with his size and strength, you would think that if he bumped into a, a smaller defensive back, the guy is going to you know, move a foot or so away if you run into him while you're route running. And, and, and that would make, make you available to catch a pass. But, Trent, I hardly saw any of that as well. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm not sure what the issue is. I do know this, that he's going to have to be able to make some catches in that game this weekend if Iowa wants to continue having sustained drives and keeping the ball away from Iowa State's offense and, of course, running back David Montgomery. I think I was. That's one of their keys. Is that if they struggle to run the football a little bit, if Iowa State's defense is stout and they stack the box from time to time, and they are forced to go to the air more than maybe that they really want to, are they going to get help from those wide receivers? You're correct on Fant and Hawkinson. By the way, I love Hawkinson's game, just like Fant's. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to see something. And, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe the offense wasn't for that particular game. Maybe the offensive game plan was set up in such a way where it, it, what, he wasn't featured. But you would think that, you know, he, he'd at least make a play here and there and get open. And I think you're correct with your assessment. He struggles to get separation. When you got two tight ends like that, you're going to utilize them as much as possible. I think they ran Correct. three tight end formations 13 different times of the game. They're going to rely on what their strength is, and that is certainly what they have in the tight end position, and that's going to lead to less opportunities for wide receivers to be out there and making plays. The offensive line, Jimmy B, held up, and, and it's funny. You go back to last year, we were talking about Josh Allen. Iowa completely shuts him down, wins 24-3. Go back when we were starting... Illinois, uh, Illinois State was coming in with a really good offense. They completely shut them down. Now mm-hmm. Sutton Smith this year. And against two brand-new tackles out there, Mark Kallenberger, redshirt freshman. On the other side, Dalton Ferguson, a fifth-year senior. Both guys making their first career starts, and they held up incredibly well, Jimmy B. Sutton Smith, maybe not quite as advertised. Um, I thought they did an incredible job. And Sutton Smith... He wasn't the disruptive force that everybody thought he was going to be. Were there double teams on him? Absolutely, because you need to double team a guy like that. But to be honest with you, I was highly impressed with the substitutor with the substitutions that uh, Kirk Ferentz had to make with the two guys that sat. 
and I thought that the offensive line uh, did a marvelous job. Look, the the one sack that uh, knocked the ball free from Nate Stanley ended up being a fumble. Uh, you know that happens. I, I you know you have and that was on Stanley. Like that, that was on it Stanley. Was. He held yes, on to the ball too it long. Was. Yep, you're right. He did. He dropped back, held, 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 got hit from behind. Boom, there went the football. And you're correct on that. So I give uh, tremendous kudos to the offensive line, uh, particularly playing those two, those two guys. And I thought they did an admirable job. And now you're back at full force. Full force for this coming weekend. And I, I can't wait, Trent. I, I think it's going to be a terrific matchup. A lot of people think that it's going to be a much lower scoring game than last week or last year. Uh, I hope that's not the case, but you and I'll get into our picks on Friday uh, because I like it when it's, you know, absolute craziness when you go from the highest highs to the lowest lows back to the highest highs. So uh, I, I hope that it is a highly entertaining game. We will see on that. So uh, did you get the four minutes of Iowa State football because Jimmy B. I missed it. I hadn't even got into it. And <laughs> the raids came, so I saw the highlight of the touchdown. I saw a couple of highlights yeah. in the Matt Campbell show last night of the four minutes of gameplay that we had, but it's hard to try to even take anything away from something like that. Can't judge. You can't judge anything. Look, the, the touchdown was a well-conceived play, and it went for 50, and the place went nuts, and then all of a sudden the rains came, the lightning came, and everybody had to scram. So, no, it's extremely difficult to even understand what their game plan is going to be for Iowa. We both, you and I, know this. It's going to be David Montgomery right, David Montgomery left. Try to get work him out of the backfield, hit him with a short pat. You want the ball in that guy's hands as much as you possibly can. And also, you would think that Iowa State offensively is trying to go fast. I don't think they're going to be, you know, speed demons like what Oregon or some other teams like to run. But I can see them not taking a lot of time or even huddling sometimes and going in what they used to call their jet offense. And I just I find it a classic matchup of one team who wants to control the ball offensively for as long as they possibly can and be methodical marching down the field, which would be the Hawks. And the other team, which is Iowa State, would like to strike quickly and get as many plays in as possible to make that offense work efficiently. It's a great contrast, Trent, and I'm, I'm just sad that we really can't sit here and, and break down what Iowa State was attempting to do against South Dakota State. I want to say this, though. Uh, I, I just thought that for Iowa and Kirk Ferentz, 144 wins, that's not bad. And for all of the grief that he has taken throughout the years, that's still very, very impressive. Oh, there's no doubt. It's a historical monument that, that nobody yep. would have thought of 20 years ago was going to happen. And especially yep. two years into the thing as they're sitting and, and into year number three and they're four and 18 in his tenure. It's like, oh, this, this isn't going to go very well at all. But here we are, a couple of Big Ten titles, five top ten finishes during the 19 years. And uh, mm-hmm. looking for more this season, an incredible football coach, but more importantly, a great person. And, and that's something that I think needs to be Agreed. said when you talk about Kirk Ferentz as the kind of guy that he is. Are there things that you can pick apart? Absolutely. doesn't matter what kind of person, though, 
is at the public front for 20 years, there's going to be things that you can poke at. But you look yeah. at what this guy does. You look across college sports and just how shady it is across the board. It's a completely different level. What he does, continued success that he has had there. Be happy what you have, Iowa fans. Though it can be frustrating at times, and I get that. Mm-hmm. You have a yep. great one at the helm. And this guy looks to have a, a pretty good team on his hands. And Jimmy B, my final takeaway on Iowa. When Iowa's good, their defensive line is good. This defensive line has a chance to be really, really special. I'm with you on that because I thought that the Northern Illinois offensive line uh, would put up a pretty good battle, and they were overmatched yeah. most of that game. They brought they, back they really four, starter, four starters from a yes. year ago, Jimmy B, and, and one yes. of their, their, their tackle was a two-time MAC Offensive Lineman of the Year, and A.J. Yeah. Epinesa made him look bad, yeah. put it that way. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that's why I'm saying I, it, it's a shame that we didn't get a chance to assess anything for Iowa State. So uh, we're gonna gonna you know this coming Friday we're gonna go in with blinders on, not really knowing what Iowa State really can do. I mean, we can go back and look at the end of last year and what their offense was, and I'm sure they they'll be similar, but there'll be tweaks to their offensive set, and you have different players in 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 some different positions as well. But we just don't have a sense of really what the Cyclones are about. Now, we both, you and I, we both believe they're a good football team. Mm-hmm. We're not taking anything away from that. We just don't have anything to go on for this season. Well, we got a week to figure it out, Jimmy B. <laughs> yeah, that, we will. <laughs> well, you are out of here for the day. Another short one for you. You be good, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. That'll be awesome, pal. Thank you. And coming up next, Alex Halstead right here on the Big Talker 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia I'm so happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and punt it. And drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just... Just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Napa know-how. Why should you pick up two cans of CRC Brake Clean for six bucks? 
because you know the right way to install new brakes starts with using the right product to clean the calipers and rotors. Plus, a portion of your purchase goes to the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund, which makes it like doubly right. That's CRC Brake Clean, two cans for six bucks. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer ends 9 18 Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG. I'm back with you, taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight. We got the Hawkeye Huddle with you. Starting at 5 o'clock, Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge will be by. Tom Caker from Hawkeye Report. He'll stop by also at about 5.35. But before that, it's time to talk Iowa State Cyclones. When we do, 
we go to one of our favorites, and that is Alex Halstead, 24-7 sports. It's CycloneAlert.com for the latest and greatest on Iowa State Athletics. Alex, what's a good word? Not too much. Trying to trying to figure out a little bit more to write this week as Iowa State prepares to face Iowa with no game in hand. Uh, that's what's kind of made it weird. Is we talked last week that we were we were excited to just finally talk about actual games, and now I'm still writing like it's fall camp because we still haven't really seen much, except for I guess 13 plays on Saturday. 13 plays. Well, let's start right there. And and what you saw? Anything different? Any any changes of opinion? It's such a small sample size. You certainly don't you don't want to overreact normally just for a game, and now you get even less than that with what you saw. But your takeaways from your brief look at the uh, Cyclones on Saturday night? Yeah, late Saturday night, or I guess it might have been early Sunday morning by the time I got home and finished writing this. I did try to write a couple takeaways of, of what we saw. Like, like you said, 13 plays, it's hard to sit there and overreact or even four minutes and five seconds of game action. But I think there were a couple things that we could take out of it. I think the first obvious thing is we learned at least who these first guys were at some of these position battles we talked about. You know, true freshman Mike Rose was at middle linebacker, and the place kicker was Connor Sally, the walk-on. Um, Matt Campbell did say, though, not to read too much into that. Those were the first guys. You know, they obviously earned the right to start. But he said it sounded like had we got to more five, more than five plays on each side of the ball, that we might have seen Orion Vance and other guys shuffle in there, especially at middle linebacker. So that was the one thing. And then I think the other thing that I noticed, we only saw five offensive plays, but they at one point had both Chase Allen and Dylan Sainer out there for the touchdown play. To start the game, they had their fullback, Sam Buckner split out to the right side, and he led on the block for David Montgomery. So we saw them use three different tight ends in different ways in, in just five plays. They didn't pass to them, but we did see how that wrinkle could maybe start to unfold once they do actually finally start getting into some games. Interesting. Yeah, it's a couple of different looks there from Iowa State. The question has been all week long, and, and it'll continue, I'm sure, through this week. Who is this better for, Iowa because they got their game under their belt, or Iowa State because, well, there's no game film really to look at outside of those 13 plays that you mentioned. How important in your mind is it, though, to shake that rust off and and not to be able to do that with just the 13 plays from the Iowa State perspective? Yeah, that is the big big debate, and it's funny because Matt Campbell talked about it today, and I just got done reading through Kirk Barron's transcript to kind of see what was said on the other side of the state, and and he got asked about it, and they both basically said the same thing, that you could spin it whichever way you want to and fits your argument, you know, that there's obviously both ways could, could you know, benefit from it. Iowa State's probably disadvantage is that they didn't get those reps, especially I think when you look at Josh Mueller and Colin Newell, their left guard and their center, you know, Matt Campbell and Iowa State talked about how this could be one of the best defensive minds in the country over at Iowa, and now you're going to have two guys that are going to make their first career starts against that whereas you would have wanted them to play 60, 70 snaps in a full-game environment. So I think it hurts them from that advantage, that vantage point, whether it's those two guys or Mike Rose or their safeties. You would have wanted those guys to get reps against South Dakota State. Not to say that South Dakota State's not still a good team, but it's a different level now as they go to Iowa City. So I think that, that part hurts them. You know, the part that you can make the other case for is that Iowa doesn't have any film of maybe some of the new wrinkles. So there's definitely different ways you can spin it. I don't know which way I lean. I think – Iowa State's fresh, but I think those reps sometimes can be pretty important because the old adage, and I don't know if there's any proof to it, is that the, the development of a program typically happens from week one to week two, and Iowa State's technically now going into week one, whereas Iowa's going into week two. Well, the game is canceled with South Dakota State. There are 
two dates that could work for a possible 12th game for Iowa State. The bye week comes October 20th, and then championship week if they're not playing in the Big 12 title game. Alex, what's the latest you've heard on that front, and is this going to be more wait-and-see mode kind of as the season unfolds, maybe what they're going to decide to do? Yeah, it's pretty messy. You know, there's, there's really two scenarios that can, can play right now. The first is, let's just say December 1st, that, like you said, is the Big 12 title game. If Iowa State's not in it, that's an option. And Jamie Pollard said yesterday that there's two teams right now in the FCS that only have 10 game schedules, and they have tentatively December 1st open. And one of those teams has told Iowa State they absolutely will not play them. The other team has told them that they would play them on December 1st if they're not in their conference title game. If you start to dig a little bit, you know, they haven't said that, and I don't want to say that this is for sure the case, but you dig a little bit, there's two teams at FCS that only have 10 games. It's Presbyterian and Southern. We don't know which one, if those are the two schools, which one said they won't play Iowa State. But Southern, we know the SWAC championship is on December 1st. So that's a scenario that's open. That would be a situation where Iowa State would play December 1st if they only have five wins and they need to play it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they would want a waiver from the NCAA right now that says if, say, Southern or Presbyterian or whoever that school is makes it their conference championship and has to cancel, Iowa State would be kind of SOL. You know, do they get a waiver from the NCAA to say they can go to a bowl at five and six? The other scenario is playing October 20th during their bye week. There's nine FCS schools that have that as a bye week. The problem is all nine schools have 11 games, and the FCS this year, the maximum games is 11, you know, because you can go through the playoffs and get up to like 14 games. So those schools would one first the Iowa State would need to find one of those schools that says, yes, we'll come to Ames. And then if one of those nine schools agreed to come to Ames on October 20th, then they'd have to get a waiver from the NCAA to say, you can play 12 games instead of 11. So there's so many working parts, so many moving parts, and I don't envy Pollard and the administration, I guess, for figuring that out, but they are trying to figure out if they can play another game still. So it sounds like in the next couple of weeks they're going to need some answers from the NCAA and figuring out maybe if any FCS teams are willing to come and you know, $400,000 payout or whatever it is can make a big difference for some of those programs. Sounds clear as mud to me, Alex. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is going to be very interesting to see what Jamie Pollard and, of course, Matt Campbell and company have up their sleeve as it pertains to a possible 12th game. Well, we do know their first official game, weather permitting, will be Saturday at Kinnick Stadium. The suspended players are going to be back. I know there was some consternation on Twitter and you never want to read too much into what's happening on Twitter or message boards. But what Matt Campbell said, how he explained the the guys coming back off of suspension and what they went through already, I had no problem with it. What was your takeaway, though, from, from some people out there, and mostly some Hawkeye fans, trying to beat in their chest about the game that wasn't a full game, that counting as their suspension of the one game? Yeah, Matt Campbell explained it today, and, you know, it was kind of my understanding before, but he explained it probably in more detail today, was that, you know, these three players, Camilo Tangamawa, uh, Julian Goodjones, DeMonte Ruth, they were all suspended one game, and that was obviously for the opener. When you're suspended for a game, I think most people think, okay, they're not playing in that game. Um, for sure, I knew that, that, that those players didn't go to the hotel with the team on Friday night. They had to stay at home. Um, it sounds like they come to the game, but they're not, up, they're not on the sideline. I think they maybe get a ticket or whatever, and they sit in, like, the the Iowa State section or whatever. And so, you know, they're not with the team. There's obviously that part of it. But Campbell obviously said today that, you know, at the same time, guys like Julian Good-Jones and Camilo Tangamoa, they've been practicing on the scout team for several weeks. Um, 
you know, they, they had to get up in front of the team and uh, apologize, and there's different things that go into it. And actually, when I was reading through the transcript um, from Kurt Thurston, he actually got asked about, you know, their suspended players from last week that are obviously, you know, didn't play last week. And he said that they, they did community service and that there's a lot more that goes into it from their end, which I think at most schools, it's more than just you're suspended for the game. There's obviously the practice aspect and the internal punishment. So there is that part of it. I think the only thing I've seen on Twitter is people saying, well, if Iowa State was playing Akron this week, they would have, they would have suspended those players another game. And I don't know if that's true because when you look back at 2015, Matt Campbell suspended Kareem Hunt, their star running back, for two games. And that was supposed to be Stony Brook in Arkansas. Um, they got canceled against Stony Brook, oddly enough. And then Kareem Hunt didn't play against Arkansas, but then he played week three. Um, so basically they're saying he served his suspension, even though that first game was canceled. And week three was against Iowa State, and he ran all over them and they beat them. So Iowa State knows well that Campbell has – follow at least this precedent before. So I don't think it's just like this is a big game they want to play them. I think this is just how they've done things in the past. You uh, go through the depth chart, and one of the the last suspension of the group was Julian Good-Jones, his second time now being suspended. Any insight what's going on there? He'll be back out there at left tackle, we presume, on Saturday. But uh, Julian Good-Jones and and his suspension on Saturday, one of the, the late ones right before kick. Yeah, so that's the other thing is, you know, when you look at Camilo Tangamoa, you know, he's a guy that, first of all, only played 26 snaps across four games last year, and he's not even on their two deep. I would be surprised if he plays much against Iowa to begin with. But um, him and DeMonte Roos were legal issues, obviously. Uh, Julian Good-Jones, both suspensions have now been internal. We've never heard, you know, for sure what, what that is. You can guess, but they're both violation of team rules internally. So that one's a little bit different in terms of talking about which player is most meaningful to this game. It's obviously good Jones. The guy that started 24 consecutive games is probably going to be at left tackle. And, uh, you know, Sean Foster sounds like he's made strides, but you need, you need against this defensive line, you probably feel a little bit better with Julian good Jones. So even if you are talking about which player even impacts this game the most, it would definitely be good Jones. And I don't think it's really close. Talk with Alex Halstead right now from cyclonealert.com. The latest on Iowa State as they get ready for the Cyhawk matchup this week. Well, before the season began, we all had our thoughts. I picked Iowa State to win this game. Ken, he was the same way. It feels like maybe we're changing a little bit. How about you? From from where you were before the season began and now Iowa State not getting a full game under their belts, has your thoughts on this game changed at all? Yeah, it has a little bit. You know, when I came to the season, I was I was always debating between seven or eight wins for Iowa State. And I was kind of always debating, I know this isn't how sports work or anything, but I was kind of always debating to pick Iowa State to beat Iowa or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It just felt like if they, could, if they got one of those games, just with their schedule, you know, going 3-1 and one in the month of September is so much different than even 2-2, two and two, and now it could be 1-2, and two, depending on how things play out. There's, there's obviously all those different scenarios. So at one point I kind of leaned towards picking Iowa State in this game just because you looked at some of their playmakers like, uh, Hakeem Butler and stuff like that, and, and the main questions for Iowa have been, you know, obviously losing uh, Josh Jackson and some of the, their their different players, uh, middle linebacker. But it's so hard to overreact to one game. You know, Iowa played so good in the second half, and they did what I think they've done over the years to teams as they wore out Northern Illinois. I think allowed only 65 yards in the second half, and so it's so hard to read into what happened. And it almost does, in a way, feel like Iowa State's at a disadvantage, just because I think there's more intrigue and uncertainty with them. But at the same time, you know, maybe, maybe they're more charged or whatever. I mean, it's just hard to pick it, but I almost do lean a little bit more towards Iowa than maybe I did 
when we would have picked games several months ago. Finally, a basketball note for you and a new commitment for the Cyclone basketball squad as Luke Anderson makes his verbal commitment to Iowa State. What can you tell us about the six foot eight forward? Yeah, well, Luke Anderson, six foot eight, um, down from Lakeland, Florida, but he's actually got some family in Iowa, so there was always that Iowa connection a little bit. He'd been into the state before and, and that sort of thing. You know, he's, he's called a forward, and that's what he's going to be. He's going to be a stretch four, but he works with a couple of former professional players that played overseas that were point guards, and Iowa State has also talked to him about being a big wing. You know, when, kind of when you think of, of maybe Zoran Tally kind of plays that wing at times a six foot seven. Um, Luke Anderson, I think, can suit it a little bit better than him. So he is a forward, a stretch four, but in some ways he could play the three, four, you know, depending on what types of lineups they go to. He can step out and hit the three and stuff like that. So it sounds like he's pretty versatile, and he's now the second commit in this class. Um, they probably have one more spot that they can go this fall. It's going to be for sure a guard at this point, and uh, we could see some guards come through in the next several weeks. So they got their forward of the class. They've got a, a guard, and Marcita Sleech is probably more of a two-three. And now they need to get a one-two, you know, point guard type type guy, and um, it'll be interesting to see that unfold because that's been a little bit quieter. Um, but they, for Luke Anderson, they beat a number of high majors. You know, this weekend he was supposed to go to Minnesota. Next weekend he was supposed to go to Georgia. Instead, he just ended his recruitment and committed to Iowa State on Sunday. Is uh, the kid from Kentucky, Kai Kai Tandy, kind of at the top of their wish list? Yeah, he's still in the mix. I think you know. Um, uh, P.J. Fuller, from, uh, he goes to Finlay Prep in um, Las Vegas, but he's originally from Washington. He's a four-star, not a close to a five-star, but he's like in between that range. Um, he would probably be at the top of their list. And there's another guy uh, from South Carolina named Craig Jackson. Sounds like he might visit the weekend of the Akron game, so September 22nd. Um, he would be in that mix, but I'm interested to see if they bring in somebody for the Oklahoma game before him. So there's... There's a lot of moving parts there. Like we've talked about before, they could have two more scholarships if Lindell Whittington leaves. But for now, they for sure need to get at least one guard probably before November's early signing period. Alex Halstead with CycloneAlert.com. Alex, as always, enjoyed it. Enjoy your time in Iowa City. And, uh, well, I'll, I might have to let you know where we are when you make your way to Iowa City on Saturday, okay? Yeah, hopefully we get to actually watch a, a game. It's supposed to rain, but I think <laughs> hopefully we'll make it through one. Yes, I, I know that is the hope for everybody over there. Appreciate your time today, Alex. Yep, thanks, Trent. Talk to you later. Alex Alstead joining us here as we get the timeout. Coming back with more on the other side. We go from Cyclones to Hawkeyes and the Hawkeye huddle. And speaking of at 5 o'clock, the Hawkeyes, Tavian Banks going to join us. Former Iowa Hawkeye running back. He's uh, involved in a cool event. I'm going to be a part of it, too, Friday. We'll tell you details coming up next here. It's Jimmy B and TC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. 
Walkers, families, friends, and supporters will gather at Principal Park on October 6th for the Des Moines Walk to Defeat ALS, where they will celebrate their support and help raise awareness of the disease. ALS is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. Eventually, people with ALS will lose the ability to initiate and control muscle movement, which often leads to total paralysis and death within two to five years of diagnosis. For reasons unknown, veterans are twice as likely to develop ALS. To join our fight of ending ALS, visit walktodefeatals.org. Once again, heavy rain is expected overnight with a few strong to severe storms. Flash flooding is also a concern with a low near 69. Wednesday will start off cloudy with scattered showers and storms, then we dry out a little bit more for the afternoon and a high near 75. I'm Local 5, meteorologist Brandon Lawrence. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian roofer roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. The ARL Second Chance Ranch is a safe haven for horses rescued from abuse, neglect, and abandonment. It is also a temporary home for other barn animals waiting for new, loving families. Join us at the main event on October 12th as we celebrate all the barn animals that are currently in our care and all those that have found new homes. Dance along to live music while enjoying dinner among the horses at the ARL's barn and arena. Get your tickets at arl-iowa.org slash main event. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 
The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back as we continue on, taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight in the Big Hawk Week. A lot more on Iowa and Iowa State coming your way in just a little bit. But before we get to that, Friday, of course, we have high school football here. Beforehand, though, I'm going to be making my way out to Principal Park. Joining us right now, Dylan DeClerc and Tavian Banks, who's going to be out at the field at uh, Principal Park with a cool event going on. Dylan, how's it going today? It's going great. Going great. We're excited for Friday, and uh, we can't be... Uh, or yeah, we we can't wait for the event to come. We're we're just waiting for it to show up. So well, let's talk a little bit about it. People looking for something to do, maybe taking a half day off work. Explain what uh, is happening out of Principal Park with Opportunity on Deck. Yeah, so Opportunity on Deck is is a nonprofit organization here in Central Iowa, and on Friday we're hosting the Game for Good, which is a charity softball event that we're hosting down at Principal Park. We've got. Um, some awesome players that have volunteered to come out and, and play in the game, as well as some awesome celebrity coaches such as Tavion, uh, who are willing to come out and, and support the organization, all while having fun and uh, and playing a little bit of softball here and there too. So it should be a great time, and we're looking for people to come out and support the organization, but also come out and see the athletes and uh, some of the coaches as well. Yeah, it'd be very cool. Tavian's going to be there. Tell us a, a couple other names that are going to be out there, people here in Central Iowa might know. Yeah, so at Drake University, we've got uh, Adam Emenecker, the former Drake basketball star. We've got Iowa basketball star Greg Bruner. Uh, we've got UNI Panthers football former football player Andre Allen. Um, and then in addition to that, playing in the game, we've also got Miss Iowa from 2017. And then um, some former professional baseball players, including a few that played in, in the major leagues. So it'll be a great time with uh, lots of lots of cool people that are, are willing to support the organization. That's going to be very awesome. So coming up on Friday this week, so quick turnaround, getting ready for that. People interested, uh, opportunity on deck. Tell us a little bit more about the organization, kind of what it all entails. Yeah, so the organization, like I said, nonprofit, 501c3. I started it back in 2012 as a way to give back to my community, and we started out with baseball. And then from baseball, we've done soccer and basketball and, and a lot of other sports, um, all for free, trying to give kids an opportunity that may have not had the chance to play in traditional organized athletic leagues in the in the past. Um, and we're giving them free coaching, free equipment, snacks at the end of every night, everything that would go along with the traditional rec league or rec program, but without that financial burden on, on their families. And, and we really try to use these athletics as a way to teach them about important core values such as hard work and dedication and teamwork, as well as introduce them to positive role models and build a, a greater sense of community around them. So that's kind of what we try to do in, in whole as an organization. Well, if people aren't going to be able to make it out to Principal Park Friday, they want to help out the organization. It's a great cause, certainly, uh, for our community. Tell us a little bit more, maybe where they can go. They'd like to provide a little assistance. Yeah, providing assistance, getting involved, participating. If, if 
any of that interests you, you can go to www.opportunityondeck.com. You can go to our Facebook page, which is just Opportunity on Deck. Um, but now through Thursday, we've got the great opportunity of uh, having a silent auction online. So oh, if you want to get some cool Iowa, maybe Iowa State, maybe Chicago Cubs signed merch, some Chicago Bears merch, some Royals tickets, um, a few things from the Drake Relays, we've got a lot of great stuff online on our silent auction, and you can find that on our website. Once again, that's www.opportunityondeck.com. Very cool. Get a little gear, get a little something. That's something. right. Autographs, that's very cool. So we got Tavian here. Yes. Tavian. So you made a, an awful decision. You're, you're going to have me on your team <laughs> on yes. Friday. So you want to see? A great job. You want to see an old fat guy out there trying to get some <laughs> g- ground balls? I, I'm, that's the place to be. But all right. So mm-hmm. I always say when I'm playing softball, you know, it's I'm, I'm leading off in pitching. Now, <laughs> if I come to you as a player and say that to the manager, what are you going to tell me, Tavian? Oh, go ahead and pitch. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so we're, we're not going to. You're more. You're not so much. Uh, you're not rough around the edges. No, so not no. not at all. Not you're more laissez-faire. Yep. Let it be. Yes. Going to be fun. Yes. Well, it is going to be a lot of fun out all there right. on, on Friday. Looking forward to it and mm-hmm. going to be a good time. Tavian, while we have you here, it is Cyhawk yep. Week. Yes, it is. And uh, your senior year started off with a bang. <laughs> yes, it did. In yes, Jack Trice, right? That was yep. uh, mm-hmm. where it was. And yep. what would you go? 60, 70 yards on that first play? Yeah, I think it was. First play of the, the game, actually. <laughs> our, our series. Or yeah, yeah. Was. Off and running <laughs> and 63 20, the final yep. in that one. Yep. Going to guess we're not going to see 63 20, though. Um, probably not, because I, I don't think they have, uh, Iowa doesn't have explosive offense like we did back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. And Iowa uh, State's but, a little bit better defensively. <laughs> yes, yes, they're a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> but it should be a good game, you know, coming up. Um, you know, Iowa State's been, you know, knocking on the door pretty pretty well. They had a great season last year. Um, look for them to do, you know, better this year. Um, Iowa, obviously. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My little guy in the, in the studio, too. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Um, but Iowa, you know, like they had a rough start there at the beginning of, this, uh, of the game like last week or whatever case, but they finished strong. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully they'll, they'll be great this weekend, too. So going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And before that, before we get to the Cyhawk game out there, are you going to play with me, Taven? You're just, just going to be sitting in the dugout. Uh, I think I'm going to sit in the dugout. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I might only be good for an inning. If I hit oh, something right. to the gap, I, I hope you're not going to be waving me in. I'll sub in. It'll be good. <laughs> good stuff. Again, Friday opportunity on deck out at Principal Park beforehand on Thursday, the silent auction. All the information, opportunity on deck.com. Dylan, who are you rooting for this weekend, Hawks or Clones? Oh, well, we've got a, we've got some Drake people, some you and I people, some Iowa, Iowa athletes at the game for good, so I don't want to say too much, okay. but I, I, oh, I, be for Iowa. I am a student <laughs> at the University of Iowa getting my master's downtown, so nice. I've, I've yes. got a little lean that way. There so. we go. Well, we got a couple of Hawks in there, and before the season, I made my pick for Iowa State to win this game. Oh, what? Why oh, right now? Well, I, I, got, I got a couple more days before I have to make my official prediction. Okay. Might change by Friday. We'll no, let you know. It's going to change. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it'll make sure that happens. Opportunity on deck, guys. So much fun. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So there was Tim and uh, Tavian Banks, excuse me, and Dylan DeClerc from Opportunity on Deck. That's coming up again on Friday afternoon. Stop on by, help out if you're interested in helping out either financially or if you can help out in uh, different ways, loaning your time. Great opportunity, certainly, for youngsters across the area getting involved. So we are just minutes away from the Hawkeye huddle. Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge have made their way in this afternoon. Fellas, what's on tap here today? 
Well, discussing the Northern Iowa game. Yes. <laughs> Harkening back to Northern Illinois, discussing Northern Iowa, yes. maybe Nebraska. Look, looking past uh, week two, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt that. Easy enough to do. Well, Junior's got his Cyclone Red on today. It's good, good to see him I, sporting. Before. I just got dressed, okay? Oh, okay. All right. That's what it is. That's your He excuse? forgot it was Tuesday. I, it's like, it's Monday. It's Monday. I, yeah. I think there's some truth in that. Yeah. I, yeah. We're on the radio. Fired up today? I'm kind of fired up. Kind of fired up? All right. I like that. How could you not be? I like that. I, we just got to figure out how to it's get a bar in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, yeah. Well, and uh, I am leaving you guys to your own devices coming up tonight. Awesome. What? Last Again? I got to go to Indianola. I got a volleyball match to call tonight on Media Cup. Well, here's the good news. Yes. You can't get rained out. That's true. And all suspensions will be served tonight in the Indianola volleyball game. And I'm going to guess a couple smiles on your guys' faces what your Valley Tigers did. Wasn't that something? That was nice. Good thing there are not lines in high school football. Because you would have been in trouble? Oh, no question. No no question at all. Coming up here the next hour, it's the Hawkeye Huddle. Dave Creighton Jr., Brett Ridge, talk the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes with you. We got one hour in the books. Tom Kaker also joined the guys at about 535 this afternoon, the latest from the press conference over in Iowa City. As we get the break, coming back with more, it's the Hawkeye Heaven next on 1700 KBGG. Catch the best in high school football each Friday night on 1700 KBGG with the Central Iowa Game of the Week, starting at 7 o'clock on Fridays. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. 
This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies. For wins. For big games. For titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors? Uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Hello, Francis Graziano again, here to talk to you about Graziano Brothers, where Italian food and tradition are one and the same. Located on the corner of South Union and Jackson in Des Moines, Graziano Brothers has been a Southside tradition since 1912, and we have you, the customers, to thank for that. You'll be hooked the first step you take into our store as you walk into the best aroma in town. Graziano Brothers has everything you need to make a great home-style dish. Colder weather is around the corner, which means making your favorite comfort foods again. Nothing says comfort food like pasta and meatballs, especially the ones you find at Graziano Brothers. Make your own meatballs using Graziano's meatball mix or try our pre-cooked sausage meatballs found in our freezer. Or how about using Graziano's sausage instead of hamburger for your favorite meatloaf recipe? Your family will say, wow! Can't figure out what to make for dinner? Come on down and our great staff at Graziano Brothers will give you plenty of ideas that are quick and very tasty. Graziano Brothers is your only choice when it comes to great taste. Come visit us. It's worth the trip. Ciao. I'm so happy. Fumble. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and pump it and drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, www.